A debate about Bernie Sanders is had amongst us and some of our friends. And then, is the middle class getting priced out of being able to afford a car? Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging with Apes. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. Truly is the best. Cars, affordability, the middle class, economics, or the end as we know it. (laughs) What would you like to discuss first? (laughs) Damn it. Let's talk uh, what we can afford, what we can't afford, all this car shit. And then we'll get to the end as we know it. All right. So, I sent you a CBS report. I watched this video yesterday on YouTube. You watched it today in pre-production. And it talked about the middle class getting priced out of being able to afford a vehicle. Now, this is something that we've gone over before. Not in great detail, but we have talked about how the average price of a car note nowadays is over $550. There's something that Dave Ramsey talks about. Dave Dave Ramsey, um, who's his partner? Chris Hogan, Chris something Hogan. that he talks about. And it's a thing. It's, it's, it's a serious problem. Cars are getting more expensive. People are able to finance these cars because they're getting longer loans. Um, I remember like any before anything past like three years was kind of like uh, now from according to that CBS report, they have up to eight year loans on a car. Jesus, It's getting crazy. Yeah. And it's tricky because they they look that you're they look at the fact that you're trying to pay a less less of a car note. So instead of lowering the price they'll they'll increase the time that you have to pay it so it could seem that you're paying less but you're not you're just extending how much you're going to be paying right it's very they're very tricky when it comes to that um and you have to be very careful um and also just realistic really come on man what i th- i think just on on let's start with the basics we have to understand what we need, which obviously, if you're a working person and you need to get from point A to point B, yes, yes, I would say you do need a car. Uh, and what you want is two different things. Okay, I need a car. Uh, now, what you want in that car will cost. So let's, for the sake of an example, since we're fans of of the Impala, like, well, we know, like, every car has their, their model numbers or whatever. It'll be, like, the the LS for the Impala, which is crazy because that's just discontinued now. But but just for the sake of an example, it's the LS, the LT, and the LTZ. You're paying a higher price because it comes with more specs. Um, Again, to get to work, you really only need the LS if you want to just work. You get the six-cylinder, everything's the same little gadgets like you won't have like the little fucking screen in the front though what do they call the infotainment you, you might not get a uh a camera in the back of the car well now it's law at least here in illinois so you probably will get the camera in the back but it'll be you know that's a law i didn't know that yeah they, they, well they just passed it so i'm pretty sure depending on the year of the car you have to have a a, a camera on the back of your car to to back up it's kind of crazy, but but yeah, yeah it's pretty so, ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, you know, like just little gadgets. Oh, I want Chrome. Uh, I want a sunroof. 
what was the sunroof needed or is that something that you want because it looks nice, you know? So then at that point, it's like, it's the person selling the car, the car salesman, uh, the car salesman to try and, you know, swindle, well, not swindle you, but just like, oh, look at these specs. You you want all this. He needs to convince you that you need all of this. And I guess from what we've gathered uh, from the statistics is that a lot of people will pay the price to have, quote-unquote, their car, their, uh, the car of their dreams. And, well, at that point, it becomes like a like an individual issue and, and an issue that, that we, as, as, as an individual, have to look at what we're setting ourselves up for mm-hmm. going forward, right? Because then you start paying this much for a car and this much for a house and this much for a phone and this much for a belt and shoes and well shit now you're living a very expensive lifestyle and a lifestyle that is not a necessary lifestyle and not one that's conducive of you living a better life and 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 planning for the future you know and i well, think that's who, where the who's problem to is to say that planning for the future is a better life like, see, that's that's the thing. Like, isn't that your perspective? Well, yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, that's where certain issues, like, oh well, and this is from from a political standpoint. Yeah, that is my opinion. That you have to you have to have a balanced life. Like, you should never, you should work hard, and you should you know, like, if you can afford it. Buy yourself something nice or, or something, but you have to afford it because then it, it what happens is like I don't think you have the right to say that oh I'm gonna live for now I'm gonna do this and then complain about it later you know and yeah. that's where the problem kind of yeah the problem does definitely lie in in the complaint my thing is like in this CBS report. The reporter sought to do something that he saw as noble, which was more or less be a watchdog for the middle class against the automotive industry. He, You see him in the report, in, in the video, he's calling execs from the automotive industry trying to get answers about why these price points keep going higher and higher. He talks to a few different car salesmen. And they rationalize why from their perspective because of the technology that yeah. these cars have and and everything like that. And, you know, just the, the, you know, how they've been updated and upgraded. And I guess something that's updated and upgraded is enough to rationalize an increase in, in the price point. Okay. When and where did the American people develop this irresistible want for luxury? See, that's the thing that I think why things get so inflated is because we live in a time where everybody including people that don't have money, want to live and operate like they have money. And I think that's the issue. The whole planning for the future and everything like that, like you and I operate like that, but I would say a lot of people don't operate like that. So Uh I don't know how much validity you could really take that and apply it to this situation. My thing is this is going to affect you Every day, this is going to even, this is going to affect the right now. And right now you seek to purchase something that is a, of a luxurious status that you just simply cannot afford. But where and when did we start to develop this need for that? Yeah. That's what I find like pretty interesting. So like, for instance, the other day. I had to uh, go and pick up some transcripts. And when I went to the school to pick up the transcripts, 
it's been years since I since I've been at that school or even around that school. So I decided to look up the tuition to see like what it is in comparison to like when I when I went there. Uh it's a college and it's pretty astronomical like in my opinion for it was a community for a community college. Oh god, what was it? About, about 11,000 oh. about 11,000 a year, not a semester a year, but still for a community college I find that to be pretty pricey. Yeah. So I started to ask myself, well this is a lot of students cuz this college has a huge campus. It's in a suburb and it's nice and, you know, so I started to think. So this was on the way there. So I get there and I get to the little records office, you know, and I pay, I don't know, however much it is to get the transcripts, like $25 or whatever the case. And like, there's all these like super luxurious, like sliding doors and just everything it's like so plush and cozy and it, it's just, you know, it, it looks nice. And I was like, man, this is where a lot of that money is going. But it's a community college. And and is it really necessary? Like, is it worth to have these little amenities? Is it worth paying all that money? Like, can you not study at a public library? Can you not, like, yeah. find a place to use your computer? Like, is all of this really necessary? Or is the school capitalizing off of that irresistible urge to indulge in luxury? Yeah. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's that, oh, they have this and they have that. And all of that is nice. But at the end of the day, is it is it worth that yeah. price point? And why have we developed such a knack for that? Because I get that we all want and 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 uh, desire luxury to a certain extent. But I've never seen it so overwhelming in my life. I've never not the way that I see it now with the type of cars that people want. The type of homes that people want, the type of clothes that people want, yeah. the type of lifestyle that people want. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like, shit, I'm a capitalist through and through. If you do what you need to do to obtain that lifestyle, I'm all for it. My thing is I'm seeing the want and the desire for it. And again, that irresistible urge to obtain it without any of the groundwork that needed to be that needed to be put forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want six pack abs without doing a single crunch, more or less. And so, I I guess the question that I pose is why do you think like people have developed such a such a a, a want for that? I think, uh, at least to in our degree, generation, to the degree that we see it. Yeah, yeah. I I think in our generation, just the fact that it was uh, it was a generation that kind of shot themselves in the foot a lot of <laughs> more than once, more than twice, more than three, four, five times, and I feel that it it comes to the to a point psychologically where you're like, man, I want something nice. I want to live nice. I've made a lot of mistakes. Now I'm in a hole. And that's where you get like the YOLO mm -hmm. and the FOMO type types. And I feel that that's something psychological. You know, because I mean, if you think about it, if you break that down, and we've broken down like the whole YOLO and FOMO culture, it's about living for the now, living for the now, but also kind of like, it's kind of like an existential crisis almost like fuck like i'm gonna be stuck paying all this shit i'm dead fucking broke i gotta live a little i gotta have a i want an iphone i want a nice car fuck it i don't want to think about you know how i'm gonna pay for this shit and how i'm gonna deal with it at 60 when i don't have any plan but like i don't really care because like i'm tired and i'm gonna buy this shit and whatever i don't care 
whatever. And I don't think that they, it, it's very easy to kind of just live in the moment if you think about it. Like, I'm just not going to, whatever's in front of me, you know? And and I feel part of it is that. Um, I think, too, if if you're looking at it from a college standpoint, they really do shelter you. I think college does a very good job of yeah. making you think and feel like everything is going to be okay. Oh, definitely. And then the veil is fucking revealed and you're fucking falling down a well, black-ass pit. And and from a psychological standpoint, that's one of the reasons why a lot, not all, but many colleges sort of, if you notice, have like um, in that movie, was that movie accepted? He uses that word, the, the dean of like the, the, the antagonistic college that they're going against. Yeah. a buffer zone where it's like you don't very few colleges like city colleges and and uh, community colleges you don't get that buffer zone but but in in many community colleges you don't get it but it's just like if you notice around the school there's like fields or like trees or the parking lots are really big like it's kind of it, it it's sort of designed to be somewhat secluded and and in in a bubble away from reality, away from the reality, yeah. if you will. And in in there, in in uh, uh, the movie accepted, the way that that dean describes it is like it's a, it's a buffer zone to keep the ignorance out and intelligence and learning in, but. As we see nowadays and as the statistics point to, it's more of a bubble to keep you shielded from the reality of things, not necessarily keep ignorance out and intelligence in because you are seeing more and more that the ignorance is very much in alive and well in yeah. the college. Yeah, and then if you look at that and then apply a person who's ignorant to the reality of course of course you're going to take an eight-year loan on a car note you know like of course because you're looking at it like oh i want i want the car whatever by whatever means like this is a decent payment a month because like i need this car you know that's eight years so you you asked me a question in pre-production and you were like who do you place the blame on because based off one of the articles that we read that had to do with the same subject, yeah, is like okay, well, you have the the automobile industry manufacturing these vehicles with all of this added stuff, and the government regulating it. The where? government, the government regulating it that 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 also plays a huge role. Oh, you man. have the banks or financial institutions willing to give the money, yeah, and then you have people willing to pay and the people willing to sell the dream right even that yeah so who who do you place the blame on or the majority oh, of the blame okay so ultimately i feel like before i give my answer i'm going to say this being an individual is a beautiful thing having your individual thoughts and that's i think the key to real freedom with that being said, I I mean, in a society where, like, you are an individual and, and you have a choice, it, only, it falls on you. It falls on you because, yeah, I, I can give you a price, right, for this water bottle. It's up to you to tell me, like, oh, well, I don't want it or I, or I want it. Like, I've listen. This is the only water bottle there is right here. I'll ten dollars. I think the way that you can gauge that is by deciding and figuring out wherever the problem lies in the equation, where is it inherent? So whatever the problem is, where is it inherent? So for instance, if you have the automobile industry, because it would start there, because that's who manufactures the car, the automobile industry, or if you want, you could 
actually say the government with whatever it is that they regulate. So you have the government, they're placing the regulations. So that already stifles the price or 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 how or the the consumer price because the regulation can make the manufacturer have to pay more for something that they may not have initially wanted to do or yeah. put in the vehicle. So, but that's that's not there's nothing it is it, it is inherently bad, but there's there's it's not like there's not anything There'll be a necessary limitation to it. Huh? It'll be a limitation to There's it. a limitation and there's nothing like really malicious about it. It's just I mean, I guess it can be malicious, but it's it's limited yeah, it'll be like car safety shit. Yeah, and and it, it's more or less transparent. So then you have you have the the manufacturer. Now I would say yeah, if if it was them, if they were creating a product that was yeah. like not safe or not good, that's where the problem inherently lies, and then it would be on them. Just like if you have a bakery and the guy knows that he's baking rotten bread or whatever the case, it yeah. would be on him. But now, if that's not the case and the car is manufactured the way it's designed to and the way that it's meant to and it's safe and everything, or the bread that's being baked is the right way, and then the car is given to the dealership and then the bread is given to the store and then the store sells the bread and the dealership sells the car, if whatever price point that they set... It's not malicious if you're willing to pay for it. And I think yeah. that's what it all boils down to is that at the end of the road, the person, the people, they're willing to pay this and they're willing to take out the loans and they're willing to compromise their credit and they're willing to get themselves in what's essentially uh, some sort of a, of a prison sentence because you have to be a slave to this debt until yeah. it's paid you showed the willingness because like you said, nobody forced you to buy it. Nobody put a gun to your head to get this vehicle or to get, or to get this bread. Not to but, mention too, since you're on the point is you brought up a good point earlier. Uh, when we were talking about the, the cyber truck and how you were saying that it was kind of badass that, that, that this truck is the price that it is for, and, and, and the and Tesla the, cyber truck. Yeah, yeah. The Tesla cyber truck. For the, for the price that it is and what it has to offer. Right. Because you know? my thing is like if you are going to pay some hefty price, yeah. let it be something that's as futuristic and has all the offerings of this vehicle yeah. versus what these, you know, more common vehicles offer. It's common stuff. Yeah. So there's that. But I think where the willingness comes in to pay that price is because, again, that irresistible urge for luxury. It's just because just like there is that car, there's also the 2003 Honda Civic that has miles on it and it's not as nice looking, but yeah. it's reliable and it'll get you from point A to point B and it's affordable. But yeah. the people at the office aren't going to invite you to go drink with them if you have that car, or at least you may think that, yeah. or that's not the car that's going to get the girls. Well, look at the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, uh, the CBS report illustrated yeah. that in, in the report that the commercials are very good at, at like getting people in and it's, Oh man, that truck, that car, the yeah. girls are going to like it. This and that you are a man. If you have a Ram. Okay. And it has like all like rugged men yeah. fucking doing farm shit that you'll never do yeah. with that ram. You're you never going to be in you a live farm. in the city, fam. Yeah. <laughs> and not to say that you won't be able to use it for something, but it's just like they sell you the dream. And then once they sell you the dream, you go inquire about it and they reel you in like a fucking fish. Just, yeah. fuck. I got a car note now. Yeah. And a hefty one. Yeah. Somebody else is selling dreams. Bernie Sanders, Jesus. and apparently, some of our friends have bought into that dream. Yeah. So recently, at, at the most recent Democratic debate, Bernie Sanders said some wild shit, like he always says. But essentially, he was trying to one up Elizabeth Warren, 
when it comes to the whole student loan debt crisis. And so Elizabeth Warren's plan, her proposal is to wipe out a lot of it, but not all of it. So, of course, Bernie has to come in and one up her <laughs> to get the votes and say, well, I'm going to wipe it all out. So obviously it made some headlines. There were articles written about it, all of this, all of that. One of our friends sees the article because I don't really, I don't think he watched the debate. He's not like that into politics where I would assume he watched the debate, mm. but he probably came across the article. He has student loan debt. And from what I gather, it's pretty hefty. He posts that. And along with that, a s- caption that says, my Republican friends, what do you think about this? And then one of our other friends answers, replies, and says, oh, sounds like he's that's my sort of candidate. Yeah. And then, you know, I get involved in everything like that. So before I give like what I replied and everything like that, what was your take on that whole thing? Um on on the what Elizabeth Warren and, and well, the, Bernie the, Sanders. Yeah, the whole situation, the the what Bernie said and like what our friends said, all of that. I think a lot of times we look at things from a tunnel vision perspective, because if it affects you, then you want it fixed. But I think that that's a very simplistic way of looking at things. And if you look at what Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are offering, it sets a terrible moral precedence going forward which is yeah you can make some dumbass choices in life you could fuck up and we'll all pay for it and i think that that that's not that's not right you know if if i do something wrong or if i do something that uh not as efficient i shouldn't be rewarded for that that's just the truth that's not me being an asshole that's not me Saying, oh, well, 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 fuck whoever got a, you know, student loan debt or, or any other debt. Like, in life, you have to make choices. So I feel that that's, that's what they're doing is that they're setting up, fuck what, you know, they're offering. Like, you have to think of it, like, on a moral standpoint. Like, what's right and what's wrong, you know? Like, I don't know, like, that's... That's a very. But how do you how do you get to the determination that that it's it's wrong? Is wrong? Like yeah, what well, they're what they're advocating is wrong. Think of it this way: if it's five of us in this room, you know, and and we're left alone to make our decisions in this room. Now, you did whatever you did with your choices. Uh, you know, I did whatever I do with my choices and the other three did whatever they do with their choices. If I'm coming back and saying, well, listen, guys, I kind of fucked up. I'm looking back at all the choices I made and I know we were all given, you know, we were we all started in, at, a, at a certain point, but I got the buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to foot the bill. Like, can you guys, you, well, actually, you guys are forced to foot the bill. I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's a morally okay to force somebody to fix your problems when they didn't make those choices for you. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that that it's it's fair. I wouldn't do that to somebody. Why are they doing it to me? You know? Yeah. And morally, I, I don't think though that it's. I get what you're saying, and I agree with that. But I don't think it's a sound argument to use like the whole morality thing in this because i would say that a lot of people their their moral system is very very different like for instance their their moral code could be that their moral code could dictate that if this person has this amount of money oh they don't need that amount of money they should give half of it to me because so so you're saying so what you're saying is basically i'm coming with rule one through ten and then they're like well we i have 20 rules for this shit and it's like a whole different rule book for them on on what they think is right what they think is wrong and how they think they exactly like i don't think that yeah i don't think it's wise to your use your rule book to rationalize 
what somebody else is doing. I think like my whole thing when I debate people or whenever, whenever like I get into things with people is I use the playing field. So like I look at it like a sport. So for instance, this perfect example, when Mayweather fought that guy who I forgot the one that headbutted him. Ortiz. Yeah, when he fought when he fought Ortiz, Ortiz headbutted him. Was it blatant? Was it accidental? We don't know. Ortiz says it was accidental. It looked like it could be either or to me, and then some people are feel like they're sure that it was blatant. Whatever. I, I, I don't know. Ortiz says it was accidental. Okay. So in in the whole like fist bumping thing, like Ortiz is like trying, you know, the referee gets involved. I think he takes points away or whatever. They go to bump gloves like like boxers typically do, and it's like customary and like in the culture to do that. Mayweather takes advantage of that and hits dude, boom, knocks him out, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Now morally is if i'm the greatest boxer in the world like would i do that no i don't think i would morally but does it matter did mayweather win the fight he won the fight yeah. because fairly though he won the fight fairly that's yeah. my point he won the fight fairly yeah and even though like my morals would dictate that i would not do that he won the fight fairly so it that's because of the playing field that they were on and this is what the rules yeah this is what the rules dictate which is Keep your hands up at all times. Exactly. So my thing is, that's the same thing that applies with this. Yes, morally, I agree with you 100%. If somebody makes mistakes and out of out of there's five people in the room and two of them have made mistakes, the other three I don't think should have to pay for those mistakes. 100% morally, I agree with that. But like I said, everybody's moral standpoint and everybody's values and, and moral system and moral code is different. Yeah. What I use is the playing field in the sense that, well, you are given the same opportunities as everybody else. And what is guaranteed to you is the opportunity. What's not guaranteed to you is the outcome. So your issue is, moral or not, is that you have this sense of entitlement because you somewhere along the line squandered the op- yeah. same opportunity that somebody else was given. Yeah. That's where, to me, like like the your 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 argument your argument falls flat. And then another thing that I brought up was he was like my Republican friends. What do y'all think about this? Yeah. And I was like, well, in my comment, and let me uh, let me pull it up. Is that Republicans and Democrats alike have student loan debt. Now, how they handle it is different. Bernie's plan just doesn't make any sense. He's good at appealing to a subculture of debt holders that also happen to feel very entitled. He sells the lack of accountability veiled in high moral ground, but nothing about this is economically feasible or productive. And that's my point. Yeah. See, to Bernie, the moral thing is is for us to pay those to people's help. loans. Yeah. So th- that's what he's selling to them. And then they start to buy. That's why I think it's very, very dangerous when when the argument gets into the moral territory. Because, yes, our morals dictate that we don't pay for that shit. But their morals dictate that we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. But it, but But it's all a veil for the fact that... What th- this is not this is not economically feasible, and you're entitled. This is yeah. what this is what that is because you're you want something you want something that doesn't that that you haven't earned essentially. So so this is this is his response. He's, so I'll, I'll go ahead and agree that a lot of people feel very entitled for various reasons, but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what he's proposing. I'm one of the debt holders. Who would have who would be affected positively by such legislation? I don't feel entitled. I take maximum amount of accountability possible in that I make my loan payments. That's not the maximum amount of accountability. That's yeah. what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like that's like saying 
I take the maximum. This, this, that's, and that's my problem. That could be seen as the minimum. The minimum you could do that is pay this That shit. is the minimum, yeah. I would say. <laughs> like, that's, like, the whole, like, 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 and I, and I've had this, this back and forth with people before. Like, people say, oh, this make oh, that, that person is such a good mom. That person is such a good dad. And I'm always, like, very perplexed by that. Yeah. And I always ask, well, what makes somebody a good mom? What makes somebody a good dad? Because if it's, buying food shelter and there like you're present yeah well that's kind of what you have to do like i don't know like that to me doesn't make you like a good parent yeah like being there or it's like you know and then i'll hear stories of like people that tell me like specific things like my dad did this i learned him i learned from my dad this i learned this from my mom yeah like the tools that they were given to mold the life. And then I'll look at their life and I'll be like, yeah, you know what? Their parents gave them a lot of tools to like create a good life for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I look at that as good parenting, but that's, that's this, this, this notion that we have in our society that it's like, Oh, well I'm, I'm taking a maximum account. Uh, I'm taking maximum accountability of my credit. I make the minimum payment on this overwhelming debt. No, that's not the maximum accountability. You're yeah. you're doing what you have to do. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you do have like that's you have to do that. <laughs> you borrowed money. So yeah. So, but that uh, debt holders who would be affected positively by such legislation, I don't feel entitled. That's I take the maximum amount of accountability possible, and so, that I make so my loan payments. Beyond yeah. that, I am going to scoff at the concept. Of debt being forgiven as a question. Hell no. Nah. I think many people in similar shoes to mine is less about feeling entitled and more about feeling swindled. We bought into an idea of a way of life that is slowly becoming, I don't know, defunct in many ways. In fact, we were indoctrinated into a way of life by a society that didn't know that the world was changing. And by the time we realized it, it was too late. So if a presidential candidate wants to throw a tax on Wall Street in order to forgive my debt, why not? I mean, Wall Street did get a bailout. And that was a that was a valid point by him. And I get why Wall Street doesn't want to be taxed. Who would? But we get taxed on things all the time in this country. Nobody likes it. And that's not productive about freeing up the money people are spending on student loan repayment plans so they can have some to put back into the economy. Yeah, yeah. Even even in there, he, he like, works against his own point that he yeah. says, like, I get Wall Street doesn't want to tax. Nobody does. Right. So then why are you advocating to tax yeah. anybody to pay for something that you agreed and signed up for? Yeah. And so then I was like, wanting some, wanting somebody to pay for something that you signed up for and agreed to is entitlement in its most blatant form. It's no different than expecting somebody to pay off your mortgage, credit card, or any other type of debt. And then I go into how it's not indoctrination. You didn't take the time yeah. to look before you crossed the street. Yeah, there's no... I, like, yeah. this is the thing. If you are a child and the light is red and nobody ever taught you that if you cross the street and the light is red and you get get hit by a car, okay, yeah, somebody should have taught you. But by the time you're 17, 18, 19, 20, around the college age, you should know. If you made it this far, then that means if you made it this far, you've been having sex more than likely and you've, you've been able to... to to speak enough words to have friends and like get on social media and everything, then that means you have enough sense to observe the world around you. And honestly, you don't really need much more than that yeah. other than the observation of the world around yeah. you. And seeing where people are landing. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where people are landing from the same choices that you might be making. Exactly. Hmm. Damn, boom, boom, he cried, he got hit by a car. Yeah. Another one, here goes another, boom, shit, he got hit by a car. Yeah. But the oh, light he, is red. 
it's green. Okay, okay, these guys make it across when it's green. Yeah. Okay, it's red. Oh, boom, shit. Fucking 10 dead bodies in this road. It's green now. Okay, these ones are going. They made it. Yeah. Well, should I go when it's red or should I go when it's green? Yeah. Because when the ones that went when it's red, they're all fucking laid the fuck out. And the ones that went when it's green, they made yeah. it across. It's like taking parenting advice from a deadbeat uncle. Oh, hey, look, my nephew and all, this is what you need to be a good dad. And then you look at his track record as a dad. Right. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing taking advice from dude? So you'll let him, you know, give you his spiel. But he's a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and whatever, but then here comes uh, somebody else that has a good track record. Who do you take the advice from, you know? What do you think will yield better results? And at that point, you know, I know you had conversations with multiple people that had different opinions and say, well, shit, hmm, maybe I should sit down and think, you know? And, 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 and that's so true because this one particular friend, I told him not to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, don't go. Like, the money is here in the city. You'll be able to get a job. You'll still be able to go to school. At a much cheaper price because you'll be able to stay at home. Sure, you probably have to help with bills or whatever, but it's not going to compare to what you're going to be paying to live in a dorm and all that shit over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, with all this being said, wouldn't... wouldn't, Huh. How do I ask this? Hold that thought because I just want to say one thing before we get into the point you're going to make is... This is why politics is important, though, because something when we were teenagers, a decision you make when you're a teenager, 15 or or damn near 15 years down the road can affect you. Yeah. Can affect you. And the politics makes makes all the difference. Yeah. And, and then you can't you can't sit there and be like, oh, well, this politician's right because he's tackling my issues. You have to look at it, well, what are the problems and why are the problems here? Right, and the, that's why that's why the right way to look at politics and policy is the playing field. Yeah. The playing field in the sense of where is... And and that's why capitalism is so great because capitalism it in its most natural form does that. Yeah. It's all about the playing field. It's it's about the productivity, it's about the product, it's about the good, it's about the service. It's yeah. not about yeah. this or that or any other uh uh, uh prerequisite. It's what'd you do, what'd you make, how much can you charge for it? Yeah. So on and so forth. So what were you going to say? Well, yeah, what I was going to say was I see what you're saying about about it being this is what what the game of, of uh, by, by a set of rules. Like, so this is what the game of basketball is. I just shot a three, and then if if you're going off of what the rules are, it's, well, it's a three. And no matter if the person's like, well, it's a five because you saw how I did that backflip and then I shot the three. Come Mm -hmm. on, bro. Come on. Whereas with morality, it'd be more so, well, shit, I I shot the three. I I mean, I'm a good person. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you could get five. And then it's like, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Well, no, it's because I'm a good person, and I think, like, you know, he's a good... You know, and then it becomes a thing where it's like, well, what rule book? And then in the court of law, that's why it's a set of rules. Yeah. Instead of a, oh, well, I thought it was right. Well, what you thought doesn't matter. Right. What you were taught wasn't matter. doesn't matter. It's what the law said. The law says Yeah. this. And, so and that's the way guilty. that it, it should be and should be viewed, because even in his point about freeing up the money... I later on go on to make a point about how that argument falls flat because 
to me, that's the woulda, coulda, shoulda yeah. argument is, oh, well, you know, if I had this money that I didn't have to pay these student loan debts, I could be doing this, this, and that and contributing to the economy. Okay, but household debt and statistics show that it would probably be more of the same. More than likely, it would be more of the same if we're going if we're going off of statistics. So no, like that that's yeah. you know, that's 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 could've, would have, shoulda, nah. Like and get right. Get more. right with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, but get right. Fix fix your game plan. Cause you shouldn't be in this mess to begin with. So instead of trying to switch the rules and make it work in your favor, just fix it. And and see, a lot of people can't swallow that pill because it's it's harder. It's like fuck. First, I must accept the situation that is and how I got there, and see that that's that's something that could be pretty shocking if you kind of take that route like really truly take that route like i would imagine it's like the same route or or the same feeling as like a uh a man going through midlife crisis almost right you wake up fuck what happened to time fuck you know mm-hmm. so you're looking at it from my like, fuck i gotta start from square one but I'm not at square one where I used to be. I don't have my youth. I don't have, you know, so it's, it's, it's different. It's a different, but it's, it's a fixable, it's a fixable situation in the sense that like you could fix things by knowing what you did wrong instead of keep doing the wrong thing and not, not accepting it. Just like not seeing it. What, what's your position on the notion of, them getting swindled. Swindled? How though? Like, I just I don't I don't even see, see how. Well, I, I can see where that comes from, but I don't see how because yeah, they got swindled because a lot of people's parents told them to go to college. A lot of people's counselors told them to go to college. A lot of people's teachers told them to go to college, and not just go to college, but go dorm. Go, go. But you're a man, though. Or a woman. Like, you're a grown-ass person. You know, like, my parents told me to go to college. You know, like, they say, oh, yeah, all right, cool, yeah. All right, well, that doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Right. That's why I consulted. I consulted with you. I consulted with my dad. And and that's the thing. Like, and that's where. Mom. That's where, where I have a hard time seeing how you got swindled. See, I get where you're getting that from. What happened was you were in a saloon and a fucking snake oil salesman walked in the saloon with a nice fancy suit and his boots. And he's like, man, I have this snake oil that if for a thousand dollars you buy this little vial of snake oil, you're going to fucking have a joint as big as (laughs) K-Cartoon. You're going to have... As hair as great as him, you're gonna make music as great as the audio apes. Have a podcast like them, I'm and, like, it. and like be some be on some business shit. Yeah, just buy this fucking this vial, and like you're gonna ha- you'll you'll have all of that. You'll have it all. Well, like who would buy that? Like who would fall for that? Like you, <laughs> that's my thing. Is like who would fall for that? Short of having like a mental disability, like cause that's not obviously that's not fair. You're that's like predatory shit. Yeah. But like you're an able body, like fully healthy, capable person, and you're like, oh yeah, fam, like motherfucker sold me this this thousand dollars snake oil, but I'ma be on I'ma be on that real shit once I I'm I'ma be on that shit y'all on once I take this. No, why would you think that? It's yeah. that silly. It's the same thing because, again, like you were alluding to earlier, out of everybody that told you to do this, out of everybody that sold you this dream, which one of them's lives did you want to mirror? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's a you're in denial if you think that you're owed anything, you know? 
you're you're owed the results to the choices you've made. That's what you're owed. And that's it. That's all. And even if you didn't have an example of the person's life that you wanted, because a lot of people can say, well, I never had any role models. I didn't know. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Boom. I give you that. So even if you didn't have the role model to have anybody's lives that you wanted to mirror, at very least, you could have found out and figured out whose life you didn't want. You don't need a role model for that. Like, yeah, maybe you need a role model to see whose life you would want. But you know what you don't need a role model for? You don't need a role model to see whose life you don't want. Yeah. And that should that should be more than enough that because to to us that was more than enough to like steer us in the right direction it's like i don't know about any of this but i don't want to be like that game banging ass motherfucker there i don't want to be like that motherfucker and all that debt i don't want to be like that motherfucker it was enough you know what i'm saying yeah for for just simply not wanting a a bad life or a bad outcome you know like would you would you walk behind a line of people that they like the the person in the beginning of the line is just falling into off a cliff basically right and yes. you're walking and you're walking and oh the next person oh the next person and then do you really want to get to the edge of the cliff or do you want to probably get the fuck out that line and get the fuck out of there right be like shit where's an errors you know, <laughs> decent spot. That's not the cliff. I don't want to jump out of it. So, so it becomes, it becomes kind of just common sense. But as they say, common sense ain't so common. But that's the thing. Like you have to, you have to understand. It. And honestly, even if you do the right thing, and what I mean by the right thing is, if 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 if, if you if you take a road. That that's a little harder and and uh, a little bit more complicated, a little you know more learning, a little bit more more of your time. It still probably won't be like perfect. You know what I mean? No. Like there's nothing. Uh, I hate it, when it, people think that it's all. It's just not about perfection though. It's, cream it's, at about, the end of the it's about a path that doesn't lead you to develop this sense. of of entitlement where now you're in such a bad place or in a place that you deem as so bad that you feel the government needs to step in and force somebody else to pay for it that's the it's about avoiding that type of shit like to even be in a place where you're like oh yeah 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 you should you should do that you should you should uh, pay for what no I think that's a good place to end the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google, Apple. If you hear anything that we talk about that you know somebody would be interested in, send them the episode. Share it with them. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.